Hey kids, welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and of course, the healthy. Today's episode is our job is not to harvest. Our job is to seed. We have another edition of Keeping It Real with Real People. And my special guest today is Jason Vallow. That is correct. I got it right! Yay! You win the prize. Welcome to the Capital Life, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Before we dive in, all of you should go check out all the focus programs we have to offer at CapitalHealth.com. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health.com. If you're wondering what a focus program is, it's really simple. It's a program that is focused to your exact needs. So if you are someone that is suffering from low back pain, shoulder issues, needing stretching to reduce those aches and pains, and not sure what to do, a focused program is for you. We even have ones targeting those flabtastic areas that drive us women crazy, or programs to get you those legs for days. There are currently 20 different programs to choose from, and if you use code the capital life at checkout, you will get $15 off every program. I mean every program, not one, not two, all programs. So hop on over to CapitalHealth.com and check out our wicked awesome focus programs. This episode of The Capital Life is brought to you by Watley HR. Personalize your human resources experience and get the structure, policies, and guidance you need to optimize your organization's HR performance. You can't be expected to be an expert in everything. So go to watleyhr.com and maximize your performance. Please like and share and rate us on whichever platform you are listening to us on. It's how we start to really spread the message of good in the world that needs it so much right now. So um, with our subject of our job is not to harvest, our job is to the seed. I really wanted to focus on what that really means on kind of like a society generational aspect. And what I mean by that um, is more of, you know, you think about, okay, you think of harvest and you think of seed, you think of gardening, right? Like it always goes back to gardening. Uh I mean, I myself technically, when I started hitting my, you know, adult years, like hated gardening until I forced myself to clean up our yard to the point where now you know you're old when you're singing and dancing on a weekend in Lowe's. Like, it's just like that. Plants, give me more. Yes. Oh, I love this plant. It's so exotic. Like, and then, yeah. So, like, you just, and like, especially when it's like you buy yourself a palm tree and you're like, that was my birthday present. Like, fuck, you hit old. Like, that's just how it happens. But when you really look into it, it's about the nurture and the care and the, and the, the energy that goes into that growth. Right. It's about preparation. It's about plotting placement. It's about what's going to happen next. It's about what's going to um, flourish from those efforts. Mm -hmm. And so I really when we think Mm -hmm. about that, it's like, okay, it's not too far away from like raising children and raising not and it doesn't have to be your own child. It's about like the community itself. It's the 
places that you go to, the teachers we have in our life, the impact that we make upon each other, neighbor to neighbor, friend to friend, business to business. Mm -hmm. And you being a fellow businessman who I've known for years with the oh hell roofing mm -hmm. on top of the good seasoning, which yeah. your website name of bringthetasty.com bringthetasty.com which I don't know how you can I just love titles like yeah. good company like <laughs> titles um, you know like I myself have so many brainwashing things going on with capital health that yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> like people don't even realize that even like the logo is like a whole brain like concepts and they don't realize it yeah. but well you, you've seen that bring like, the tasty yeah. like, you, you look back at all the corporate logos and it's kind of like why you know why did they choose this it's like the amazon with right. a little smile underneath it no that's a to z yeah like it's all a little bit subliminal until you you're exposed to it and you go oh that's amazing right I love that. and you realize it but yeah. but it's also like okay you know what it's like hey with good seasoning right like uh -huh. we have it in our pantry yeah. um i i think i want it once i think i got it gifted by the mahoo size a couple times um but it was just like what i loved about it was that it's like i like catchy things of like bring the taste saying something that's outside of the box like just being straightforward with your delivery of your company and not being like, you know, crazy about it. Like you, when we, when I see you, you'll be like, oh hell, like, you yeah. know, and it's, it, it totally <laughs> like blends into how you deliver your messaging, which I love, which I was like, okay, you know what? This would be a really good subject because we're talking about messaging. And really when you're thinking about the seed that's being planted, it's about the concepts, the perceptions, the morals, the values, all of that stuff. It and is. we, it's not just what we do with our companies, but it's also about, you know, reaping what we sow and focusing more on what that intent is. Yeah. Well, there's, there's three different ways we can look at this. If you go with business, you want other people that are in your business space that are doing the same things that you're doing. If you could have like a unified message, like in health and wellness, it's, oh, well, no, we do it this way, we do it this way. Well, there's science that says this, science that says that. There's, there's some there's variation within yeah. that. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting results, you're getting results, right? <laughs> My dog. Just ignore yeah. her. She's fine. <laughs> now, the, uh, like in the roofing industry, I want roofers to be doing the roofs the same way that I do them, which gives better quality. They don't see roofers as pirates and oh they just take the money and they just do crappy work and they leave right same thing with uh we get a lot of like hail damage with the cars and the auto yeah. you get the same thing where it's just like all of a sudden it's like the vultures come out after a storm and then they're like yeah. knocking on doors or putting stuff out and then it's like it's but there's good and bad in every industry oh yeah and like and i think what I like about what you're saying, focusing on that, it's about the unification about it, right? Yeah. So like when I meet somebody else that's within my industry, I don't look at them as a threat or a competitor whatsoever. Cause one, they're not me and they can't do what I do, which mm -hmm. means I also can't do what they do. Mm -hmm. They have their own people that they attract. I have my own people that I exactly. attract. Yep. But the one thing I do know is if they are in a particular service or a particular, I'm in need of providing that expanded um, tool for mm -hmm. my client. Uh -huh. That's where I have my referral concepts. I have my referral groups that uh -huh. I go out to because it's like, 
we need to stop having that competitiveness with a pro competitive approach or competitive threat mindset yes. when it comes to these other companies. It's like, you know, just because somebody might have like joined a gym doesn't mean that like I'm cut out of a job. That means, oh great, I'm using that gym to make sure that they're staying accountable. They might be somebody that needs to go to the gym to be in the physical thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, then my guy, I might be doing muscle work on them yeah. and then, or I'm helping them with their nutrition or I even wrote the program that they're doing at the gym. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is, okay, they got, all of us can surround each other because the entire goal needs to be supporting one another and getting us to our best versions of ourselves that we can be. And that yeah. all starts with the mindset that goes in. Yes. It's, it's what you speak into people, you know, whether it be not, not, and I'm fully against telling people, oh, you're perfect. You're just, you're, you're fine the no, way that you no. are. We're all crazy and yeah. we're all messed oh, up. No, we all need help. Yeah. There's always something that all we can improve on, plain and simple. But it's that words of encouragement, gentle correction that says, you know, Ooh, I like really, gentle correction. You know, that's a good one. It's like, you know, that's probably not the best way to do that. Right. You know, just something. And you can see that in business. You can see that raising kids. And, like, I'm, I go to church. I go to church all the time. And there's just some things about it that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 51 years old. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. And uh, my husband will be I up have, there soon, too. Yeah. And I've got guys that I go to church with that are younger than me by at least 15 years, 20 mm -hmm. years, something like that. And I'm not truly seeking out friendship with them, but there's something about our interactions. They're like whoosh, zipping over to me going, hey man, how's it going? And I get an opportunity to just say, hey, how, how's life going? Anything I could help you with? Are you going through something that I can pray for you about, give you advice about? What Your existence is making an impact on them and they don't know. It's filling a void that they've needed mm -hmm. and that they may not even understand. It might be a relationship, you know, thing. We gravitate towards people. Not only, it's not about simulation. It's more about like, it's, we gravitate towards people that we really need and what we're attracting mm -hmm. that we need. And that, and the most important thing that I say with that is that if you are one of those people that look around, you know, this, there's a bunch of batshit crazy people around you. Mm -hmm. Start looking inward and start asking yourself, what is it about how I'm living life mm -hmm. that's creating me to attract these batshit crazy people? Yeah. Because nobody really wants to have chaos and crazy. Correct. Like chaos and crazy is a distraction. It's a distraction tool to keep us away from our purpose. And yeah. it's a distraction tool to keep us away from doing the things we need to do for the good in the world, for the good yeah. for change. Yeah, and that's, and you know, if you're the one that all the crazies are attracted to, attracted to, you might have that some level of crazy in there that you can like relate to them. Right. But your your life is pretty much in order. But you can relate to them. You can say, yeah, I've been there before. So you might have opportunity. The reason they're attracted to you is like, I know you've gotten over some of the stuff I've been going through. Right. And then you, you can know, aid and yeah, help. Yeah, help me out. The other part is when it's like they're crazy, just keeps coming at you, coming at you. That's when you can set a boundary and go, hey, <laughs> after 7 o'clock at night, nope. 
you know, you know, and, and you can set those boundaries in such a way. And that actually, I've been trying to teach that to my kids mm-hmm. the same way. Uh, quick story, and I'd, I'd seen it just a few weeks before something, I read it somewhere, that when you have a little kid, and I have a niece that's uh, two years old now, or great niece, okay, that uh, we were leaving, family gathering, something like that, and I was leaving before, before anybody else, getting hugs from everybody, whatever else, and the little niece... They're like, okay, say, you say, I love you, Uncle Jason. And she's like, give me this look like, really? Because I've, I've only seen her a couple times. Right. And so she's kind of like, what? And so she was real hesitant. And they, you know, parent, grandparent, you know, were like, hey, you know, say, say you love him, say you love him. I said, hey, hey. She doesn't, she doesn't have to. I said, it's okay. She doesn't have to. I she said, barely knows me. Yeah. I said, you know what? I said, I said, we shared some Cheetos together. We had some cool... You know, cool times. I said, hey, thanks for sharing your Cheetos. She was just like, big smile on her face. I said, that that's good, guys. Like, right. I, you know, that doesn't have to be. I don't know if that influences influences them for the rest of their life. I hope it does. Yeah. But to force a kid to do something that they don't really want to do, especially when they're little and very You're not respecting and honoring their growth space. Oh, yeah. And so, and, I, and that's the thing. So, actually, last night, it was very... Um, I feel like God puts people like that in our lives to teach us our own lessons, especially if there's crazy and you have to put up those boundaries. God gave that person as a gift to help you grow. And, um, and also like here you have your opportunity to help others grow, like change and evolve and whatever. But at the same time, like it's an exchange. Now my son, he went to bed last night and you know, he's at that age where he's, he's seven and so he just turned seven. So, you know, He's still in that, like, hey, I'm growing out of my child boyishness to starting to become, I'm a real boy. Like, you know, like a more, like, hey, like I'm, I'm more functional without my parents and I can get my own drinks and my own food, like snacks Mm -hmm. and stuff. And we let, we teach that because we want them to pick up adult qualities so that, you know, when the transition happened, it's not so aggressive and they don't get so hit so hard. Because I have yeah. my 25-year-old that had already had to deal with that. And it was a rude awakening for him. Yeah. And I wish I had done more, like, to yeah. do that. But there's only so much I can do. Especially oh, yeah. since he was the first. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was interesting because it was like, my son, like, gets up in the middle of the night and he's crying. Like, it's not in the middle of the night. I mean, it's right around that, like, 11, 11.30-ish time frame. Yeah. And he walks around the corner and he's, like, kind of... He's crying, but more out of fear because he knows he's out of bed, right? Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, I'm freaking out in my room. It's dark in my room. Like, you know, I'm scared. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on in his room or what's going on in his head. But I'm like, okay, buddy, let's just get you back in bed and blah, blah, blah. Well, then he's like, can I sleep with you? I was like, buddy, I was like, you need a good night's sleep in your bed. Yeah. And I was like, you got a friend coming over to play, like, you know, you've got a soccer game on the weekend. We've got we've got a lot of things going on. Like, you've got to sleep in your bed because you need a good night rest. Yeah. And so I said, but, and I said, you know, how are you, I was like, what are you freaking out about? And he was just like, he's like, oh, da 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 And so he started to get spun into his emotions. Uh-huh. And they were, like, to unspin him and make him a little bit, you yeah. know, out of sorts. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, buddy, hold on. And I, like, you know, I put my hands out and hand-to-hand held them, yeah. you know, because I wanted to exchange energy, like grounding space and yeah. energy. But I said, I want you to take a deep breath in. He's like, I hear what you're saying because, like, I understand that you're feeling scared. And I said, 
did you think to ask your spirit guides or your guardian angels to help you through this? And he just kind of looked at me and was like, what? And I go, I want you to say these words with me. And we went through, and I can't remember verbatim what I said. But I basically explained to him, like said, you know, please, like spirit guides, stay with me through the night. Help, you know, help the fear that the fear that I'm having, like diminish or like go away. Allow me to feel peace and calm and have a restful sleep. And then like, you know, even said, please allow my dreams to be of good, good, good things. And so that I can get the rest that I need. You know, and so, and I was just putting that concept of saying, hey, you're not alone in this world. There's plenty of help and guidance to help you, even regardless. And I said, look, when you're scared like this and when you're talking to your spirit guides or your guardian angels, whatever you want to call them, I was like, when they're there, they call on, they call on mommy and mommy's spirit guides. My spirit guides come and help your spirit guides. Like we are all working together. Our angels are all surrounding us. They're all working together. And when we need help from one another, that energy comes through and we can be there. And so I said, when, so when you're feeling that way, I want you to know that you're surrounded and you're protected and all you have to do is ask. And so, so he, like, and by the time that, you know, he had, had had a sip of his water, he laid back down a huge weight, like the emotions had left, everything had cleared out, but it was about honoring his space. It wasn't like the old school way of like, Go to bed. You're forget it. Yes, there's monsters under your bed. Just get over it. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. like, like the old school way. Like, my yeah. husband sometimes will be like, "Let me hunt down the monsters," and he'll do like a whole performance and yeah. like you know attack the closet and yeah, 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 yeah. like whatever. Yeah. But like, I'll do it more on a sense of trying to teach the child they're fully capable of doing it themselves. And the most shocking part of the whole thing, because it, you know, it just. He wakes up in the morning, runs to me, and the first thing he said was, thank you so much for helping me last night and like with when I was scared. Yeah. And he doesn't, like kids don't normally come up and thank you. Oh yeah. Like that. Very true, they do Especially not. Especially your children. Oh, your yeah. children. You do yeah. this stuff and there's a lot of no gratification like in return. But that's yeah. not why we do it. It's because yeah. it's about, you know, passing the torch and showing that way but he came up and actually thanked me at seven and was just like thank you and I just looked at him I was like did you have a good night's sleep he's like I really did and I was like okay good for you I said see how those guardian angels are right by your side and then he's like "Mm mm-hmm and then like it just gave him like why can't we get back to that like our world is so warped right now it's just we're losing faith in one another there's so much divide and separation and it's like because I will tell you this, that no matter what stage of life you're in, fear divides people. Yeah. Every single time. If you find this helpful or insightful, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. You can also check us out at CapitalHealth.com and subscribe to our newsletter and get wicked awesome updates whenever we come out with new blogs to keep you in the loop of your health and wellness. Because you're fearful of what your parents might think mm-hmm. if you tell them something or that you got in trouble at school and you just don't want to tell them. Right. You have that fear. You have fear of just meeting someone new at a job. <laughs> you know me well enough. I'm a real nice person. I really am, you know, I'm very welcoming, whatever. 
but we had guys that would start in a roofing company that I was working for at the time that I didn't know them. I wasn't in part of their interview process. I didn't know anything about them. Right. And I talked to them. Hey, yeah, how's it going? You know, whatever. And finally, the, the owner of the company comes to me and says, do you not like so-and-so? I was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, man. It's like he came over. It's like, man, I don't, I don't think Jason likes me at all. He's just real just cold and stuff. And he's like, man, is there something? is there something that you know that I don't know, you know, just kind of getting, trying to figure out what it was. And I said, no, I just don't know him that well. Like I just said, haven't spoken I, to him I, I, Yeah, I've known. spoken to him enough. And I said, just the sense that I get from him, I just kind of like, it's just not my cup of tea. Right. And that's what it is. Right. You know, it's like, I don't want to go hang out with the guy. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. I said, no, I said, as long as he's doing his job and I have no not, 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 not making us look bad, then okay whatever but yeah it was it was just well and what I noticed um what I noticed a lot of times is what happens is like the present your presence sometimes triggers something within somebody else that needs to be like healed and cleared out like your existence clearly triggered something within him that made him feel like something was wrong with something he was doing and the thing is, is like, knowing you and knowing how you are, like, you're just a chill dude. Like, you just, you're in the room, you're here, you're whatever. If anything, you're like, when's the next run of the joke coming? Like, let me, how can I contribute? <laughs> yes. You know, like, so it's like, it's never, it's never one of those, like, types of things. If anything, I think I've probably said more inappropriate things to you publicly in marketing meetings because you said something and then I made fun of you back and then you said something back and like and then it just worked and I I never know if anyone actually hears us yeah but like but it was just silly like it's silly things it's just yeah. silly fun like yeah. conversation it's really how the world used to be like yeah. you know where you could have fun and say things but Everybody nowadays gets so butthurt about everything. And instead of realizing the reason why you're getting butthurt is because there's something within yourself yeah. that is eating away at you and you haven't been shining light to it to mm -hmm. figure out what that is. Because it's yeah. so true that these that fear creates division, mm -hmm. that division creates divide within connection and relationships True. and especially because with that fear creates that misperception yep. that we have and we assume so I one of my like one of my it's not famous yet but at some point it Will might be. be because you know I always say that um, pre-assumption is killer of communication uh -huh. oh, yeah. um, and what happened and it's because when you're constantly pre-assuming how somebody's viewing something uh -huh. it hinders you not only with how you approach things, but uh -huh. also with how you're going to tackle anything. Okay, uh, I'm gonna jump in here. Okay, I've read the book, it's really good. It's very much for relationships, not just marriage mm -hmm. relationship, it's relationship fully, any kind of relationship that you have. The name of the book is Keep Your Love On. Okay. okay? It's by a guy named Danny Silk. Okay. It's very much a Christian perspective. Okay. But he talks about always pursuing connection with somebody. And when there is a disconnection, that you're willing to say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
when we were misunderstanding each other somewhere mm -hmm. because you're reacting in a way that I was never intending Thinking. Right. You know, that so it's pursuing that connection and it is it goes back to uh, like the I don't want to say old way because I'm only so old and I know how my parents communicate and that was horrible <laughs> uh, but it's willing to say hang on a second I think think we're out of sorts here let's let's talk about this instead of just letting the emotions go and that divide just say well it'll be a couple days before we talk again no that's horrible right horrible because then horrible. it makes it worse it and well, and you know, and I actually had an incident like that happen um, with my aunt the other day, and it's still on that I don't know how this is going to go type of thing. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, and it was like, like there something had happened within the family, not anything big or major, but it just had to do with like keeping people in the loop. And so I just had sent a text message like, "Hey, like I have an idea for this." Somehow in the delivery of you know, like the next day she like reached out to apologize, which I didn't think an apology was necessary because I didn't think she did anything wrong. Yeah. And so my response back to her is like, I don't think there's apologies necessary whatsoever. If anything, like this is just an opportunity for us to like, you know, maybe add in some different communication stuff within our family because our family's so big, yeah. right? And Good. so, and so I was just suggesting like a, oh, hey, maybe we should do this in the future or like da, 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 yeah. da, da. Well, then it came back that I was being patronizing and I was like, hey, whoa, hey, that, that, that is the Pat. one of the worst things with text messaging, right? Cause you can't, you can't hear the person's voice, right. how they're communicating. And if you can, and my husband's constantly saying you can't have a, a, a tone in a text like yeah, yeah yeah you can but it's also how they're reading it I didn't know yeah. what place she was in in her day yeah. or what's been going on with yeah. her but I was mortified yeah. and I and, and I got very upset about it but the one thing I said to my mother and I was just like I think I'm more upset that she could think that I would ever talk to her that way because yeah. I respect her too much and on top of it I would never Talk, I wouldn't talk to any, that's not how I talk, choose to talk to people, yeah. like ever. And I would never dream of ever talking to her that way. She's my aunt, for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know, like my uncle, my other uncle, mm. neighbor. But like, <laughs> but like, but this one, like, no, like yeah. not, especially when she's the matriarch of the family, like, yeah. how would I do that? Like, I would never. So yeah. I, like, I think I was more upset that she could think that I would do that. Yeah. And then I was realizing, okay, something else is going on here that I'm not understanding. Yeah. And so I just There's have to so take a much, step back. Yeah. There's so much, and you can look at it. You see it more, you know, in a marriage relationship when, you know, you know, man and woman get together, they're creating a family, and the communication styles are like, oh, you know, because one family didn't communicate that way, the other one did, and thought that was fully appropriate. Right. Just life in general, and it's like. Oh, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that about you. That's where this communication has to be, you know, in the forefront. So it's even, you know, talking with your neighbor about politics. Right. Now it's such a hot button. You and, oh, can't. And somebody gets so upset and whatever else. It used to be, I mean, there was an old TV show, Archie Bunker. Oh my gosh. You couldn't put that on TV now. No. But yet in mm -hmm. the late you 70s, can't even put it, was, it, it was 100% fine. People were like, oh, okay. 
people are starting to go after friends and other things of that nature because some of yeah. the, uh, you know, yeah. like some of the jokes that are in yeah. there. And it's, well, it's, it's kind of like revisionist history. We're not going to get into that. But it's judging things. Oh, well, I'm sorry. The human race is not getting smarter. Right. We're actually getting dumber. Right. Because because no, nobody has to remember anything. You know what? I have four kids. I think I know two of their phone numbers. And I'd be probably be off by a digit. I don't two. know my daughter's phone number by heart. Okay. And actually and actually I don't think I know my son's either because we've had to change it like twice over the last six years. Yeah. I used to know all I used to know I know my husband's by heart, I know my mom's by heart. Yeah. I know my sister's by heart, even though we're estranged. Yeah. I still know that one. Yeah. I know our old home phone number. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll randomly remember somebody's number, but I, like, your children? Like, I need to start, like, I need to yeah. tattoo that on my arm. Something. <laughs> so, so it's this idea that modern people, oh, we can look back at that. Oh, that was just horrible. I can't believe you would do that. Da, 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 da. And you kind of go, wait a second. You have to learn from it. You have to learn from it. I mean, it, it could be just horrible, horrible, right? You know, you think anything civil rights. Yes, horrible. Couldn't treat people that way. Horrible you can never treat people Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. Okay? But you can't look back at everything and go, oh, those women never even had a chance to have a job. It's colonial America. No woman had a job. Or a property for that matter. Or a property matter. for that matter. Yeah. It was a whole different world. Right. And, and so, it's about our evolutionary story within each of the, like, and it, what I want to pay attention to is it's about understanding the history of our evolution with every subject, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. To which we're teaching it, preaching it, and people are actually learning. Sometimes I feel like some of the people today don't full, didn't get the history lesson that we should have had oh, because yeah. now they're shunning people and canceling people out because of something like horrific instead yeah. of focusing on actually they may have they may have participated in what was normal during those times mm -hmm. even though but that's the point teach that lesson that was normal at that times and it yeah. needed to change but you know what despite them being involved they still had the guts to go outside of society expectations yeah. and norms they still made an effort to back the change and they helped create the change moving forward. And yeah. now that's one of the reasons that we are evolving out of these things. And okay. it's really identifying like, especially women's rights, you know, back okay. in the day, you know, we couldn't own, you know, we couldn't own property. We couldn't do couldn't those. Couldn't we do couldn't anything. vote. We couldn't do anything. So it's like, okay, we've gotten to equality, but then it's like, okay, we also have to gauge perspective on how far we go with oh. that. Because to me, it's like, okay, if some of our, like some of our feministic, um, you know, I, feministic views and not to get into political, yeah. but it's like, I do love, okay, yes, getting to the point where people are treated equally. Absolutely, that's 100% necessary. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still gonna identify you know, hey, I still like romanticism within my marriage. And I still, like, I still want the guy to open the door for the lady. I still want, you know, I you walk into, that's why I love Texas. You walk into a marketing meeting, there's no chairs. You got three dudes already jumped out of their seats to give you a seat. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, there's a respect among women. And they're not trying to get in your pants. They're just trying to give you a fucking seat. Yeah. Like, you know? You, like, you have to, in, in honoring men the, and women's, like, awesomeness. Yeah. Stop focusing it, on male toxicity. It is, hey, it is purely, you know, the desire for mutual respect just by being in the room. Right. Like, uh, I was talking with a guy yesterday, and I said, you know, we were talking about actually, you know, a bigger subject. And I said, it comes down to just saying, if you walk into a room and you see somebody looking at you, acknowledge them. Even if you're not going to walk over. It doesn't matter another, who they you just are. Nod, you just nod your head and go, hey, that's it. How are you? Know, you? It, can, it can be when you're, you know, meeting somebody for the first time and say it's a business type of thing. That you look them in the eye and you shake their hand yes. and go, hey, how you doing? You will get this mutual respect like you would never think you would because so you know, you have this either you know give them just this mutual respect right off the bat or you can start with I'm not going to trust that person like they're different than me could be hot you know tall short wide what color what ethnicity I mean I have be? a shaved head yeah. for Christ's sake yeah. how is that in an introduction hey, it's only a third <laughs> you're fine okay it is a third and so, uh, so you can operate that way and look at them side-eyed like, I don't know, I don't think I can trust you or not. I'm not advocating that you just, just trust everybody and, oh, yeah, everything's... No. But you have to start with that mutual respect because it's like, oh, I don't think they respect me. Have you given them a chance? Right. Like, are you going to be respectful to them? If you're doing it to them, chances are you're going to get it back. Right. But if you're not respecting that other person, oh, you ain't getting it back. Right. You know, people are like, oh, you're like that. Because that's how you present yourself. And so teaching my kids, it was very interesting. I grew up uh, a preacher's kid. Okay. Okay. And my dad would take me on visits to families that moved into the neighborhood, um, you know, uh, hospital visits. He'd take me everywhere. Right, because he wanted you to see it, the real life. He wanted to see real life. He wanted to say, you know, it's like he wanted me to see what he did. Right. As well. I'm like, okay. Because it's not all pretty. Oh, no. Not at all. And it's been just fabulous in life because even as like a nine-year-old, ten-year-old kid, I had a paper route. I'm dealing with adults Mm -hmm. all the time. Oh, okay. And it was easy. Almost a little bit nervous because they're still adults, but all through life, I can deal with anybody. anybody, right? And so I've tried to get my kids, you know, to operate like that. Like, hey, come on, why don't you go with me this way? And they'll sit there and, oh man, you know, I'm just gonna be, you know, acting nervous. I went, eventually, you're gonna have to talk to somebody, right? And so I'm just trying to get you in that situation of just. Everything's fine. Get out of your meeting, comfort zone. Meeting, meeting new people, it's going to be fine. Well, and I think also it has to do with us not us not realizing that the person in front of us is going through, has gone, or possibly is going through something similar or having similar, you know, viewpoints, right? Oh. So it's like I'm notorious yeah. for saying what everyone's thinking in the room that nobody wants to say, yeah. but at the same time I do it in this like, 
like funny humored like off the cuff way like under my breath and then yeah. somebody goes oh, I was thinking the same thing thank you so much for saying that like and then yeah. somebody's like what did she say and then everybody's roaring and laughing and then by yeah. that like it's gone through the telephone yeah. and then now everybody's cool and yeah. so but it's like but then the tension in the room drops because everybody's gone there and they're like they've got their presentation face and it's just like you know it doesn't matter just show up show up be there like pay attention to the people around you regardless of if they're indifferent of who you are it doesn't matter what their view political viewpoints or religious viewpoints nothing it's about coexisting because there's magic when we work together and we can find a way to unify yeah. i feel like if you consider now, my, my viewpoint is, you know, God created the world. Mm -hmm. He created all the humans. We're in his image, right? That if we can begin to see people as that level of value. Mm -hmm. Everyone like, has a purpose. Everyone, everyone has, a, purpose, has a goal, everyone, gift, everything. It, yeah, everything. They're meant to be here. That you begin to just say, oh, okay. Well, you be you. Even if you disagree about something, you can go, well, I can see where you're coming from. Oh, okay. But not be, oh my gosh, I can't believe they'd ever think that. Well, your experience is not their experience. So you don't think about your aunt. At some point in her life, someone had said those words to her, and they meant it horribly. Okay? It must have. And, all, I, and, I, and it just, it probably took well, her back my, well, to this time, and it's like, oh my gosh, da da da. And that, that wasn't it. Right. And I can only pre-assume what it is, but like my point, pre-assumption is a killer communication. If yeah. I continue to remain in a place of pre-assumption, yeah. that is going to create division in our communication skills. Yeah. And I love my aunt. I, would, I don't want those things. I literally just had an idea, wanted to be heard, like, and, like, and that was it. That was all I was bringing up. Yeah. But clearly, some... I, it, I something and I don't know what that is but I know we'll work well, it out because my aunt is very workable she's very she she does communicate well and yeah. she does she does a fantastic job communicating with everyone in our family and keeping yeah. us all connected I mean it's the only reason why any of us know what's going on with anybody else in the family yeah. especially and, when and you then, have like 25 27 people in it yeah and I, like for this way I already have an idea of what that was like I just kind of have it in my head of what it would be and there's something about it that, if you, especially raising kids, right? You say, hey, I need you to do this. You set the expectation, great. You come back later and they go, well, I didn't know, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. It's like, no, I, I said those words. Like specifically? Yeah, specifically, this is what I wanted done. Right. You know, oh, well, I, well, I didn't hear it that way. Okay, I said, so, all right. For training purposes, next time, you'll repeat back to me what I said. Right just so that I know that you heard it, because that's even uh, brought up in that book that I was telling you about, is that, you know, there's a conflict, and the person that's said what they said, and the other person reacted negatively, you go, whoa, 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 hang on. Repeat back to me what you heard me say. Right. Because you may be hearing it in a way that I never intended. Or, or I just didn't, or my, I might have missed something in my explanation, and it didn't, the vision yeah. didn't become clear. Yeah. I very yeah. much like my son, my youngest son again. Um, I, you know, he's all boy. He gets all playful. He gets into his groove. He does his thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hey, he's doing her stuff. Well, I know that he, when I say something, he will hear certain parts, but I'll know like if he's focused on doing something, he may not hear me. Okay. And so I will always confirm 
that he heard what I said before leaving and not assuming he heard it. And so just to make sure that I'm not like chewing him out for something later that I don't need to be chewing him out for. And so, and then he, like, he confirms that. Well, what I have created apparently is he now needs the same thing when he speaks to me. So I did not realize. He is thinking that's how you want to be communicated by too. He no. He said he he actually he 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 verbally was very concise with it. I was actually pretty proud of his explanation. But he literally said like he'll say something and he's like, "Did you hear me?" And then I said, "Yes, I did." He goes, "Mom, when you don't say okay or I heard you after I said something to you, I don't know if you actually heard it." And so then I'm like, "Good to know. I will try and do better so that." Yeah. You have confirmation, yeah. you know, so it was, it, but it like, but that's how he communicates where my daughter on the other hand, like, she's just like, it's not a thing, but it's really about honoring like how somebody processes, but even more yeah. so with these generations going forward, I feel like they're getting too focused on titles and like labels of what they are or who they are or things of that nature. And I feel like the more that we keep focusing on that labeling labeling system, the more we are not accepting, we're creating more division because then yeah. it creates a blockade of yes. beliefs or a blockade yes. of... Well, it's... Okay, let's think of America in general, mm-hmm. okay? For a hundred plus years, not too much more than that, it has been called the melting pot of the world. Correct. The world comes to America, great. They live their dream. They are learn. You know, they can do the things they want to do, live how they want to live. Be from different you know, cultures. Be, be from, from different, different races. Cultures, everything everything else. Else. Religion. And, everything. Okay. So if you consider who was immigrating from the 1800s, like mid 1800s, to like say the, like the Irish, early 30s. It was like okay? Irish and oh, it was all of Europe. Irish, and Scottish, the women, Italians. It no, I, I don't say this friends. in a way that I'm demeaning them, but it was just the history of it. Basically, the trash of Europe was coming to America. It wasn't always the wealthy people or else, because they were fine back in their country. Right. It was people that wanted an opportunity, that yeah. wanted to be free, and they knew they'd never get that in their country. Right. Okay? So you have all these different cultures, and it was. You go into Europe, and man, France is very different from Italy. Mm-hmm. And they're you know, two hours away from each other. Right. Okay. That you have these different cultures, yet they said, no, we're Americans. We're Americans now. And they didn't, you know, the the title of Italian-American hasn't really ever been a thing. You'll say, oh, you know, my family's Italian. Oh, okay. That lets you know about how they operate their origin, family, from where their they origin, came from. where right. they came from. Right. Like but my not, descendants in, yeah, was not, Scottish, yeah. you know. So, but not... Italian American, as if they're trying to bring Italy to the United States, right? right? But we hear that with a bunch of other ones that anybody comes in. Oh well, they're this. Oh, they're this. They're this. And it's like, okay, can we just be Americans? You can still do the things you do. You can have the celebrations you want to have. You can have all these things. Just say, but you're still an American, like, and it doesn't take away from who you are. Because well, America it, is just a conglomeration of everyone else's cultures, except our Constitution says, yeah, our Bill of Rights says, well, and this is how you operate 
in there's total, so much infight like and even like on the political political spectrum right there there's so much infighting and the worst part of the infighting that's occurring is the the belief system of what america is with freedom and all of that is the same like everybody feels the same way about it they yeah. want they all are pro america they're all pro freedom they're all like yay like this is yeah. awesome we fully agree with that but yeah well no, i, I, I do i do feel like the brunt like the the richness in the soul like that is what people they appreciate they appreciate now yeah. we are finding so much infighting on subjects on yeah. subjects of control and fear mm -hmm. and preassumption Sure. And that I find is that it's like to me, I just feel like those subjects should just be like, hey, look, people are gonna agree to disagree or whatever. Let's just take it out. Let's like let's take out any subjects of creating massive division within our country yeah. and call it a day, because yeah. we shouldn't be having we should be having more unification. We should yeah. be having more coexisting. We shouldn't be titling every damn thing because the titles create more confusion or more like, you know, my daughter, when I did this shaved head thing, you know, it was during, you know, all of the, we were watching marathon after marathon. What else are you gonna do during a shutdown? So yeah. like, you know, so we're watching marathon after marathon and we're watching Hunger Games and the girl had this wicked freaking cool. She oh, just yeah. like, she had the veins on it, yeah. like what the tattooed veins, yeah. whatever. And I was just like, that is freaking cool. And I'm like, I wonder if I can pull that off. And so that, so like I did that. So like a you know, it wasn't like a quick decision, maybe a yeah. couple of margaritas. And then I like did, I still slept <laughs> on it three weeks later and then I went pulled That's through. Good. Yeah, right. Good. So yeah. like, but so I, I, wait, I waited three, four weeks before I actually did the, did the thing. Yeah. And so, but afterwards I was like, okay, when do I want to start growing back? And then, you know, a couple years passed and I'm like, I think I might start growing it back this summer. And then my daughter was at practice one day and she said to me, you know, mom, some of the girls think that you're gay because of your haircut. And I just looked at her and was like, what are you talking about? They know your brother. They know your dad. Like, yeah. why? Like, I just, I was, yeah. I was like, what, why are they focusing on the stereotypical, like, you know, focus, right? Yeah. You know, a certain haircut, you color, you diet, whatever. There's always a perception and you don't know. And that's the pre-assumption part that it drives me crazy. So I just looked at her and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna keep it until these freaking damn dumbass stereotypes go away. Cause you can't keep just assuming how people loop you like. And plus, it doesn't matter. Like it just like that makes no sense to me. And I was like, I want to break those habits and trends within society so that people are not getting stuck in the title or stuck within this. It's like we need to be just accepting and free of who each other yeah. are. Yes, it's very true. Keep this in mind. People want to be known. They will gravitate to people that are like them or either have similar views or just, yeah, we're, we're kind of alike, yeah. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you get these little groups. Everyone has friend groups. I have lots of friends, but I only have a few that I really call friends. Right. And but people will gravitate. They want that community. They have to have that community. That's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If overall we can have just a good community overall of just mutual respect and saying, I'll listen to your opinion. I may not agree with it, but I'm not going to 
dis disenfranchise you or uh, cancel you out cancel or whatever. You out or yeah. Discard you and go. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you think that because that's how we get this unity within the United States of like. Yeah, we disagree. You have your political views. You have yours. You have way, your way you're doing life. You have my way of doing life. Okay. Do what fine. you want. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Do what you want to do. It's fine. But it's when others, can, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on as far as political is concerned, you know, or religion for that matter, that when you start pointing fingers and saying, oh, you're doing this, you're doing this. Judgment oh, and oh my opinion. Gosh. Okay, and, let's yeah. keep something in mind. I, I, I figured this out and I'm sure it's probably, you know, old wisdom that I just finally occurred to me okay, <laughs> okay? that if someone's going to accuse you of something like negatively like oh you're a liar you're a manipulator you're these things chances are that's who they are because they recognize it because right. that's who they are mm -hmm. and so if you have these negative groups you know talking bad about each other da, 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 it's like oh well you're a hate group you're hating on me as you're doing it yeah it's yeah, like, I know, like so I was talking it's, it's, I was talking you know, with a client of mine today. I was talking to a client of mine today of like how the bully movement way back like 10, 15, 20 like I can't remember. It's almost like it started I want to say 20 years ago, maybe even like 15 somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, bullying had gotten bad and like and people were tired of seeing their kid like that happen. Well, okay, the anti-bullying movement was of a good purpose, of a good cause. Mm -hmm. It was about creating people to be respectful and mindful towards other feelings and not like harp down on them. Yeah. But then what it what they don't realize is that the anti-bullying movement have now is now like becoming bullies themselves. Because it's like they've just empowered. It's like, okay, they stopped the misbehavior, but now it's turned into point the finger and throw the first stone. Yeah. And it's like, that's still not acceptable. We have to be better than that. Yeah. And we have well, and to seek when, for more. When we allowed the average person, and I'm not talking that it should be someone else having this these rules or something, okay? Right. But when, when we allowed the average person to begin to be able to be the judge and jury over something to say, oh, well, you can't do that anymore. It's like the whole Karen thing or whatever else, right? Right. It is more than that in that you have people that think they're right about everything and they might have a microphone and they got a following, they have all this. Mm -hmm. and they think they can say, oh, whatever. No, you know, this is real, real. Well, that's historically that can be very bad, <laughs> very bad, you know, for a country, for a people group, whatever. And so, we have to begin to keep that mutual respect, that willingness to say, "Hey, hang on, we have to be able to talk about this civilly, or else we never get anywhere." Right. We never make any real true progress. Right. It's like something. let's start stop hurting people and start focusing on how we can help and really plant the seed yeah. to get them where they need to be. Okay. And, and, and uh, this is a little bit of shifting gears, but it's in the same vein. Okay. I have four kids. Two that are in college. Two that are still in high school. I have had the sex talks with with all four of them at okay. some point. Right. And I kind of repeat it here and there, whatever else, okay? The reason I have that talk, and I've had alcohol talks with them, you know, in that conversation, 
I tell them the mistakes and the pain that I went through not doing things the right way, okay? I talk about how my parents never said a word to me. They gave me rules. They said, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. My personality is... Okay, I'm going to go there, do it. There, there must be something fun in this. <laughs> Especially, like, say, for instance, like drinking and partying, right? right. <sighs> movies, I mean, as a family, movies we would watch, watch all the football games, sports, where else? Well, we had beer commercials. It was, oh, man, it's a fun, it's a party, hey, hey, hey. We are watching it, uh, and I'm thinking... This must be fun? So, so yeah. the, this looks like fun. I'm into fun. Right. And so, but it didn't, it wasn't always that way. Right, they when didn't paint for you what the subliminal messaging was trying to do to yeah. in, to coerce you into those behaviors. They exactly. didn't break it down. They just oh, said, yeah. don't. Well, yeah. And but because, have that open conversation. Yeah, because both my parents didn't. They never ventured into that world, whatever else. So it was just don't. It was just rules. Right. Okay. And so with my kids going through that, it's like, guys, I'm not giving you rules of don't do this, don't do this. It is... I'm trying to protect you so that you make better decisions than what I made. An informed decision. You know? Right. Informed decisions. It's just, I'm willing, and this is where it really comes down to, okay? If we're willing and sharing with somebody else if we're having conflict, as we're trying to figure something out, if we're willing to tell people our weaknesses and say, man, this, you know, the reason this is so hard for me is because X. This yes. happened to me when I was younger, and it's really this, hard for me to, to to talk to a boss who's railing on me because I'm just thinking about my dad. And I cannot accept your your uh, correction of my work. Right. It's like your aunt. She's like, oh, I put this great system together of how we can schedule things and blah, blah, blah. And you go, well, hey, I've got one too. And she's like, oh, just throw away all my work. Oh, fine, whatever. You, know, like you, don't, you don't need Wait, no. you don't need you know, all my effort. All my yeah. effort had one good enough for you. Yeah. Oh. Wherever that came from, it's people you don't know where they're coming from. They right. really don't. You gotta know and so, what they're So you have is. to, you know, so if we're the wise ones, we have to be willing to be humble enough to go, okay, I I made a mistake in here somewhere, or hey, this is where I'm coming from, and I kinda get the sense that the way you're acting to me that you don't understand where I'm coming from. Well, I'd like to tell you kind of more where I'm coming from so you get a better understanding of me so not just hating on me right um and that and that I love I love that and we I mean it's about just making sure that we're just being aware respectful mindful and working together which is exactly why I wanted you on the show today and I really seriously thank you so much for being on the capital life where we Got some really good points set in, and I yeah. think we hit some really good topics. And I think people, I think our listeners are going to really enjoy just being able to say, you know what? Yeah, like that's exactly because I feel like that's where most of the world wants to be is in a more harmonious union yeah. with each other. Our yeah. world needs it. But oh, yeah. thanks for being on the show, Jason. Thank you. Glad to be here, Abby. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me on The Capital Life, where we talk about all the things. Join me next Saturday, where we must be busy when the corn is ripe. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and Facebook at Capital Health. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health. 
please share with your friends and family. The Capital Life is available on all podcasting platforms except Pandora. Our goal at The Capital Life is to provide a safe place to get information when it comes to your health and wellness, especially when dealing with all of life's phases. Remember to take care of yourself because you're somebody's everything. Everything.